0: do not mistake this love language for materialism. I'm glad that he points that out because I definitely have some concerns about this, about giving gifts as being a love language. Um, And I I personally, I think it might be up for debate. Uh, I think there are uh, blurred lines with acts of service. I like the way he describes it where he talks about, you know, the way a child brings you a dandelion, you know, those sorts of things. And I like that where... It's not about you know big expensive gifts or you know constantly getting things perhaps, um, but you know uh, physical expressions of love.
1: Hi and welcome to the Improvement Project a podcast about dabbling in self improvement thirty days at a time. We are in our third week of our relationships month, and this week we will be talking about the third love language, which is receiving gifts. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. I will receive that gift of a compliment, Peg, since that is our language this week.
0: That's me, Jenny Kouse, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small-town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I will do my best to whip our guinea pig into shape and hold her accountable habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I will be playing along too. And as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self.
1: Our monthly challenge for November is focused on relationships that can mean with your significant other or spouse, and also relationships with friends, family, or coworkers. Jenny and I are interested to see if there are some habits that we can incorporate into our lives that will help us to improve the quality of our relationships with the people around us. To help us focus on this, we are reading the book, the five love languages by Gary Chapman, and we have chosen to assign one of the five love languages to each of the five weeks in November to help us shape our challenge. So the challenge will be a bit different as a result of this and although it will be centered around relationships each week it will rotate to a different habit to help us to explore each of the five love languages
0: to recap the five love languages are words of affirmation quality time receiving gifts acts of service and physical touch gary chapman explains that each person has one of these as their primary love language And when it's used to speak to them, it fills up their love tank and makes them feel amazing.
1: Last week, we focused on the acts of service love language, and we challenged each other and you to do something for someone every day for seven days. This could be anything from an errand or a chore to bringing a coffee, anything that shows that person that we care and that we want to lighten their load. So how did it go for you?
0: All right. Well, my... This was a good one for me because my primary love language is acts of service. So for me, this felt um, pretty easy. It wasn't out of my wheelhouse, we'll say. Um, And I, I really do enjoy doing things for others. I get a lot of satisfaction from that. and It makes me just as happy as hopefully it makes them. What I have conversely realized is that I'm not always great at receiving acts of service or even asking for help or admitting that I need help. Um, and allowing others to provide the acts of service to me. Um, so for me, this challenge involved a pretty wide range of things, including um, offering to watch uh, other people's kids, um, preparing food for people, um, grabbing a coffee for a friend on the way to something, um, doing things like that. I kind of, it was easy to think of things day to day. Um, and it felt really good to focus on this as a way to show appreciation for those people in my life. And I think it helps kind of build that sense of community as well. When you're showing someone appreciation and doing something for them, I can really see how it strengthens a relationship. And maybe yeah, that's just because that's my, my language.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, it's cool that this is your love language and you found it easy to do this. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't find it as easy. Really? Yeah. So it's not one of my, t- it's I think third or fourth on the list for me, but it's important for me to know about this because it's John's primary love language. Ah. So that I just, it's cool because I really liked when we talked about words of affirmation last week, because that came easier to me. And I think that's because that's one of my primary love languages. So there's something to this. You like to speak the language that you want to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I like that. That's neat. So for me, um, because John's uh, primary love language is acts of service. I really was trying to focus on, how I could reframe some of the stuff I do for him regularly that sometimes might feel like a chore ah. <laughs> and just reframe it as the, oh, this is his love language. So when I do this, he'll felt he'll feel seen in a different way. As we described when you were talking last week about how you felt seen, right? Yeah. Like when someone speaks your language. So um, an example of this is um, because we're doing this as I keep harping on over the last few weeks, but it's so, we're so immersed in it, this challenge. We're really doing a lot of meal prepping and Mm. he's very tired at night and uh, his work has, he has to get up at four in the morning. So I just said, Hey, go to bed. I'm going to sort this out. So I did all the prep for like our breakfasts and lunch and got everything ready. So it'd be good to go for dinner the next day. Oh, nice! And he said, don't worry about this part and this part and this part. I'll do it when I wake up in the morning. But then instead of just not worrying about it, I did it all and then put it in the fridge. And in the morning when he came to say goodbye, he's like, oh my goodness, like you did that stuff. That was so awesome. So it went over well, which was cool.
0: Oh, And you, you might not have seen it that way before if you weren't thinking about that that right, I would
1: have just been thinking, well, this is a chore and whatever. But I in my mind while I was doing it, I'm like, this is his love language. This is an important thing that I can do because I can do it. He's tired and it's something cool. I can do. So It's just, if nothing else, it's a cool reframe of something I'm doing anyway. But now I'm thinking about it in a different way.
0: Well, and it's nice too, because you might've thought of it perhaps as drudgery as you're doing it. But when you're thinking about it as a way to express your love for someone.
1: It feels different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It takes on a totally different tone. So the other thing about this that um, I found interesting is that in the book, Gary Chapman shares that when you're talking about the love language um, that you're trying to speak to your partner, sometimes what happens is by speaking it to them, they start to speak it back Mm -hmm. in a way that you wouldn't have expected. So the best way I can give an example, because I'm not explaining myself well here is, so I started doing this for John and thinking about it in a different way. And he appreciated it. And there had been a couple of chores around the house that I had mentioned a couple of times over the last few weeks that whatever, I was like, well, if it gets done, great, if not, and it's something that he's it's more in his wheelhouse to do the door on our bedroom it creaks like picture the or try and imagine the most intense like scary movie creaky door sound that's what our door sounds like every time you open it and close it and so yeah and i'm getting up to go pee in the night and the door is creaking so loudly that it's waking john up so i just said to him one day hey like you know we want you to be sleeping better. Like maybe let's see if we can get some oil on these hinges of the door. And then I just left it at that and whatever. And then another one was, um, I have long hair and the drain and the tub was starting to get slow and it needs to be cleaned out. And I don't really want to do that chore. And he's good at figuring out what tool needs to be done with whatever. So this week out of the blue, he just goes and gets the oil can. And then like in the next few minutes later, he's like cleaning out the drain in the tub. Oh, I'm like, I don't know what happened, yeah. but some kind of energy shifted around here. Interesting. Yeah. And it, well, you know, it's like he would do these things and it's not like I'm saying he wouldn't have done them, but it just yeah. seems so strange that it happened kind of like related well, to what I had done before or the, the energy I was putting out about the acts yeah. of service.
0: And maybe because you were focused on it, maybe you were noticing it more.
1: Well, there's that, yes. You know, so that's cool too. Either way, it was awesome because... Either way, your door's not
0: squeaking and that drain is working awesome. <laughs> yes,
1: it's all good. So the other active service I did this week, and it was because someone asked me, but... At the moment when they asked me, I was like, oh, like this is an act of service. I totally want to do this. Where again, I might've thought of it as, oh, I don't know if I have time for that. But my sister asked me to drop by in the middle of the day and take her dogs out for a pee. Oh, okay. Which is totally cute because I love the dogs and I love doing it. It was fine. But at the time I thought, oh, like, yeah, I totally want to do that. Like I'm working on my acts of service this week. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Those are great examples.
1: So as much as you said, it was easy for you to think of them for mm-hmm. me, I was just excited when it seemed like something came up or I was like, Oh, right. I can do yeah.
0: this. Oh, that's so cool.
1: All right. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, the challenge for this week is related to the new love language that we're talking about, and that is receiving gifts. So in the book, Gary Chapman describes this love language as follows. Don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed sacrificed to bring you the gift. A missed birthday, anniversary, or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are visual representations of love and are treasured greatly. So this is the one that we were talking about in weeks past that causes you a bit of like, uh, yeah, I you're mean, you're not, you're not so sure about this one.
0: I'm not sure about it. Um, I do like the way that he frames it and says, do not mistake this love language for materialism. I'm glad that he points that out because I definitely have some concerns about this, about giving gifts as being a love language. Um, and I, I personally, I think it might be up for debate. Uh, I think there are, uh, blurred lines with acts of service We talked Um, about that
1: last week a little bit. Yeah.
0: And I think, I don't know, I think it can easily become a bit materialistic. Um, I do like the way, though, in the book, I like the way he describes it, where he talks about, you know, the way a child brings you a dandelion, you know, those sorts of things. And I like that, where it's not about, you know, big, expensive gifts or, you know, Constantly getting things, perhaps, um, but you know, uh, physical expressions
1: of love. It's like when a kid draws a picture for you that's like scribbles, yes. and you love it, and you put it on the fridge.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. As I sit here with one of those behind my head, I'm like, oh, "Oh, that's cute." Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that I think there are blurred lines. I think that it can be an act of service as well, but. I think as long as it it doesn't just turn into, like, you know, iPads and diamond rings and all of that. Like, I think... I know um, in listening to the Minimalist podcast, they talk about the love languages a lot because they're big fans of this. But they have some concerns about this as, uh, you know, that it can really turn into a a quite a materialistic thing if if interpreted incorrectly.
1: Sure. Um, It would be interesting to talk to somebody who has this as their primary love language. Mm-hmm. Cause since neither of us do, it's, there's something to be said for that's part of the way we part of the reason we feel the way we do about it. Because yes. it, I think both of us could agree that receiving gifts in a way that maybe might be more materialistic is not really something that gets us no. excited. No. So it would be, maybe this is a whole different conversation if you're having some, having it with somebody who, receiving gifts as their primary love language. Yes. So that said, if that's you and you're listening to this, we want to hear your thoughts on this. So send us an email at the improvement project at com or hit us up on the socials. Jenny is on Twitter at Jake House and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone.
0: Because I'm also a hypocrite and I do love getting people gifts.
1: Well, and I don't think that's hypocritical. You love getting people gifts in the way where you're thinking about... Showing them that you're seeing them. So, and is it the thing? No, it's the act of service of listening to what they have said to you, that you're really paying attention, that it's something that will be special to them. So it's, as you said, it's a blurred line between acts of service and receiving gifts. So this one is a tough one, I think, for us. And uh, we are curious to know what you guys think about it. Yeah. So this week's challenge is centered around the love language of receiving gifts. So every day for the next seven days, find a way to give a meaningful gift to someone you care about. And this can be as simple as a card or a coffee or, you know, whatever it is that you think that you can do in terms of giving a gift. And I I would guess that for Jenny and I, this one might be a bit of a challenge. So we'll see how we do. And we'll, we're interested to hear how you do as well.
0: And now it's time for a segment we call who are you anyway, where we encourage you to reflect on a question or a concept to know yourself a bit better, which will hopefully be a good aid as you take on new habits.
1: Our who are you anyway segment will ask a specific question to know yourself a bit better. And this week's question relates to this week's challenge for receiving gifts.
0: So our who are you anyway question is what is the best gift that you've ever
1: received? All right. Well, I'm not sure if this is the best gift I've ever received, but when I was thinking about this question, this is what came to mind. Um, as we've already talked about a lot on this podcast, um, this week, neither of us are really big on gifts per se. Uh, so the one that sticks out to me was, um, from my brother and sister-in-law. And they're not somebody who I would normally give gifts or they wouldn't give me gifts. But this was especially touching because it was right when I was graduating from chiropractic school and my family knew that I was going to be traveling to Australia. And as far as I was concerned, I was like, see you later. I was never coming back. And um, it was really a lovely gift. And what it was, was an engraved compass with my name on it and like the date of my graduation. And there was a little note with it that said, um, so you can always find your way home.
0: Oh, that gives me the feels. I know, it gives me the
1: feels too. And it was it was I remember it, getting it and being like, "Oh, like it was kind of like a little anchor to be like yeah. I'm maybe I'm not going forever." And of course, like I was gone for 11 months and I got homesick yeah. and wanted to come home, but um it was kind of a that's lovely. T- it was it was touching especially because that's not something I would normally get from
0: no. from my
1: family members in that way, so it was cool. That's
0: really nice. How about you? The best gift I ever received was oddly a gift that I bought, gave to the person, and then asked for it back. What? So let me, let me explain. So I want to say this was maybe, I want to say 10 years ago, so it was probably 15 years ago. Um, I bought these books that were called, um, they were called Between Me and You. And it's a few things I've been meaning to ask. So I bought three of these. Um, I, th- I can't remember which one I started with but they are books that you you buy this book and then you give them to people in your life. So I have one that is dad, I have one that is grandma and I have one that is mom. They have them for sister, brother, anything. Um but what you do is you you buy them and you so it's I'll I'll read this to you. It's on the first thing. It says so this book belongs to you and you write your name in and it was given to, so this one was my dad's, so you write their name in. He put up with my questions and returned it to me on. So oh, this is an example, awesome. I gave this, to, I can't remember when I gave this to my dad, maybe Father's Day or something like that. And then uh, maybe it was Christmas. He gave it back to me. So you give it to someone as a gift, but then they fill it out with all of these questions inside and it's things that you might never ask in daily conversation, but it's really cool things to know. So I did this with my dad. So that was 2009. So that's
1: like almost 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. Like I didn't realize, so maybe it wasn't, I thought it was longer ago than that. Um, But it was really nice because especially the one with my grandma, um, there's a lot of things that you just don't talk about yeah. that were really cool. And the, they're so thoughtful. The questions, um, like tell me about the work that you've done through your life. Um, what was the most rewarding aspect of your life as a young woman? Um, how do you think we're similar? How do you think we're different? Oh All of these like really that's cool. Giving me
1: the feels. Yeah,
0: and it was this really cool thing. So, I mean, it is odd because it's something that I bought, but they put in the time to fill this out and give it back to me. And it's so interesting to go through them every once in a while and read it. You get some really cool things. And so, um, as a result of this, I have a book, I should have grabbed it, um, for Ethan. And it's just a, it's just a notebook. It's not one of these, but I keep it in my bedside table and I had done like lettering on it. Uh, like final lettering and it says letters to Ethan. And every once in a while I just write him a letter. And like so when he says something really funny or yeah, really yeah, yeah. ridiculous, I will write that in. But then I also write like things about, you know, big events that maybe happened, like say when his cousin was born. I'll write about that. And, you know, or if someone's sick or something like things that maybe I want him to know as an adult. Yeah. Like lessons about money or lessons about something that maybe he won't want to listen to us. And Jeff writes in it as well. Maybe he won't want to listen to it, but if we write it, he can consume it in his own time and take with it from it, what he wants to. But I thought it's a nice thing. And I mean, I don't usually like having a thing per se, but I, but I think this is a nice thing.
1: Yeah. So, um, in term, people will be curious when, um, obviously when we're talking about it on the podcast is, is there a way that these, you can still buy these? Do you know that? I don't know. I'm going to hit the Googles right now.
0: Um, because it it was a while ago. Um, I bought them at a store downtown in St. Thomas called wind and willow. Yeah. And i it forever ago.
1: All right. Well, why don't we take a look on the yeah. Googles and then we'll see what we can find. And if, uh, if we can find them, then I'll include them in the show notes. So if you go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast, um, at the very least, I'll put up some pictures of, um, of these books that Jenny is talking about. And hopefully we can find a way that if you're interested in buying them, that they'll be there as well. And I think there's, there's probably other options out there. As oh, I'm well. sure. I'm sure there will be. I'll, we'll take a look. We'll see what we can find.
0: Now it's time for what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk with each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we found and We feel like you might find
1: it kind of fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving that we find useful or practical or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week, I'm digging uh, the smell and sights of fall and warm scarves. So it's that time of year when the leaves are falling, it's chilly outside, and I love putting on a big warm scarf, and I love experiencing like the smell of the leaves as they start to like, get crunchy, and it just mm-hmm. has that very specific smell. And also just the leaves, every once in a while I'll see a tree, and it's kind of awesome how amazing they look. And I just have to step back and realize we take it for granted because we see it every fall, Mm -hmm. but I've had a moment where I look at it and I'm like, that is beautiful. And it's so cool that we get to see it without having to really do anything. There is this beautiful piece of artwork that mother nature has provided for us. It's
0: pretty incredible, isn't
1: it? Yeah. So I do love that part of fall. So that's what I'm digging this week.
0: I'm digging something a little different. Okay. (laughs) And I'm digging it all the time. It's nothing new, but it's dry shampoo. I love dry shampoo and I know a lot of other people feel the same way. Um, but I recently ran out Uh and didn't get it on a shopping trip and then was without it longer, like just totally missed it. And it has made me realize how much I like it because when you don't have something that you're used to just having there, um, I buy the, I think it's called Batiste. It's kind of the standard dry shampoo. Um, and it helps me be able to go about four days at least minimum between washing my hair. Cool. Which is, it's great because it's such a time saver and it's also really good for your scalp. Most people wash their hair far too often and it throws off the balance of oils in your hair. Um, and so it's nice because I mean, the ends of my hair don't get greasy. It's just at, at the roots. So I just pop a little of this on, it gives you a little body refreshes the smell of your hair i love it it's so awesome do you just buy it at the drugstore or at the grocery store i buy it down at the costco oh at the costco i buy it in the costco i get it in uh they have two full-size bottles and a travel size which is very handy to keep you know if you're going away um but you can also buy it uh based on hair color so you can buy it at like the drugstore or the grocery store and they have it like you can buy it for brunettes for blondes like there's different shades like where because sometimes if you use like just the one i use it can make my hair it's a little bit gray it can make it look more gray oh because it's white when you because it's like whatever the but once it soaks in like once it has a chance to get in it goes have you ever used it
1: no Really? My hair is like big and thick. And if it's a little bit greasy, if I put it up in like kind of a messy bun, you don't really notice. Like if you look at my hair right now, I worked out today and was sweaty, sweaty, sweaty for an hour. And then it just looks like how it normally looks. Right. Okay. How often do you wash your hair? Mm, Probably like I usually wash it after a workout, but usually every three days, two or three days. Yeah. Like I don't wash it every day for sure.
0: But you might be interested in terms of It gives you like a little volume and it smells really nice.
1: Okay. I'm interested. I'll check it out. Yeah. On your recommendation, Jenny, I'll check it it out. I like it. All right. Uh, Now it's time for you win or you learn each week. Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right. And there was cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity.
0: These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. This week I'm up for the win, which is great. And my win that you already know about is walking on the treadmill. Yay! Now that it's been getting cold, um, I and so it's a combination of things. We were talking about this James Clear podcast, yeah. And the weather was getting colder, and I it's been bothering me that I haven't been exercising. And I've heard so many people talking lately about walking and the mental health benefits and I just keep hearing about it and I'm like, okay, so clearly I'm hearing about this for a reason I need to, to get on this. And so I've started walking on the treadmill for 20 minutes a day. I think I'm on day what? Four or five at least. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, the first time I did it, I had to call Peg halfway <laughs> through because I did not want to do it. And I needed to have my accountability partner. Uh, distract me. I'm not even going to say motivate because I, I, at that point, I just wanted a distraction. Well, right? it was
1: good that you knew what you needed and you reached yes. out for help. It was great. And
0: you gave me uh, a great suggestion. That was one of Gretchen's tips. Yeah. That was to find like use pairing. Yep. So the habit of pairing. So now when I go get on the treadmill, I bring the iPad and I just watch whatever I want on YouTube, which is not something I usually would just sit and veg and do. But because I'm on the treadmill, I have no guilt about it. So I'm watching clips of whatever. It's fantastic. And I can just enjoy it guilt-free. And the time goes by in a flash because I'm enjoying watching something on, as we call it, the YouTubes.
1: On the YouTubes. Good for you. Back to the exercise.
0: Thank you for helping me uh, get back into that one.
1: You are welcome.
0: I'm enjoying it. I think think I'm going to be able to keep this one up.
1: Nice. Well, yeah. and you're shifting your identity to being somebody who is someone who walks on the treadmill and does exercise regularly. I'm Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> nice. All right. I, this you? week I've got the learn. And, um, uh, as we've mentioned previously on the podcast, every Tuesday night, John and I go and we do adult gymnastics which is another thing that as I, as one does, as I've, I've talked him into, and actually he likes it. It's fun. Nine um, out of
0: couple, nine out of ten couples do
1: apparently. Yeah. Uh, so this past week, I was doing this move on the trampoline, and I had my my shoulder did like a weird Ugh. movement, and it I tweaked my shoulder, and right after I did it, I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good. And I tried to stretch it out and it was still not feeling good. And I was like, oh, like this isn't good. And I got some treatment the next day and I got it taped up and I was still able to do my workout even though it was modified. Um, But the thing that I learned from this is it's always good for me to, especially as somebody who works with people that are in pain, if they have shoulder pain or back pain, every once in a while, I feel like the universe gives me this little message of here's what it's like so that I can regain some of the empathy so that when somebody comes in in pain, I can be like, yes, I got you. I know what this is like. I can help. So I was very appreciative of my chiropractor giving me some treatment on the shoulder. I did feel a lot better and it put me back in that space where I was able to relearn some of that empathy so that I could be there for my patients in just like a little bit more of a emotional, empathetic way, as well as being there for them physically. Yeah. So, so that was my learn for the week. That's
0: a good learn. So we're ready to talk about next week. This one is going by fast. Uh, we're going to be checking in next week to see how this relationships challenge is going. When we say relationship, it can mean with your significant other or spouse or your children, but it can also be relationships with friends, your parents, or other extended family, maybe even coworkers. Peggy and I will be focusing on spending quality time with the people around us that we hold dear. We hope that you will tune in and play along with us.
1: And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know, did you do any special acts of service for anyone in your life this past week, and what was the outcome? Also, let us know what is the best gift you've ever received and why. Email us or send us a voice memo at at drpeggymalone.com. You'll find all the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. It really helps other people to find the podcast so that we can help as many people as possible to create new habits. We would love to connect on the socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone and Jenny is on Twitter at jkous. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject.
0: We also have a Facebook group search for the improvement project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now
1: go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. If you were forced to receive a gift, what would you ask for?
0: Well, that doesn't sound nice.
1: Yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't.